0: If you're lucky, you'll listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard talk, it's Kev Lewin's decent the Sandbox.
1: Since the Sandbox fans, this is a very special episode. As you guys know, Kevin and I both work at the base. And in our short time working at the base, we've had the opportunity to meet the one, the only, the Kyle Decker. Kyle has some... Um, Experience playing baseball has a lot of experience coaching baseball, um, and it's been awesome getting to know him, getting to work with him over the past couple of months. Kyle reached out to us and, and was listening to the show at a previous time and wanted to be on. Kyle Kyle's an amazing person who does a lot, um, so why not introduce him to us since the Sandbox family? So, Kyle, how are we doing?
2: What's up, man? Awesome. Actually, maybe not that awesome cause I'm in quarantine, but uh, you know, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no of course so kyle we know you got a big baseball background i do i do have some facts about you here i had to do my homework um we know you played baseball at trinity and i actually have a little fun fact i think it's about your time at trinity was your first time on base at trinity an opportunity for you to get picked off and did get thrown out
2: well, for, for the record, uh, because I definitely know who your source is. Um, <laughs> I, I had a, I had a swinging bunt down the third baseline, uh, that I beat out. And then I proceeded, I think maybe two pitches later to, uh, to get picked off by, uh, probably the, <laughs> probably the left, the best lefty pickoff mood, move, moving, uh, division three, uh, division three history. Second best, uh, second best. Sec- second best all right. next well, to me no the, just... best one, the best one the best one that picked me off yeah so i i, I kind of figured toddy carroll uh, told you that one <laughs>
0: <laughs> now that was that was trinity connecticut kyle or trinity? yeah i went yeah, okay.
2: i went to um i went to trinity uh college in, in hartford connecticut not uh, for two years and then uh, i transferred to Oberlin college out ohio for my final two years nice
1: nice so how was that experience kyle um, I mean, I needed a change of pace,
2: um, and that and moving out to Ohio after living in Connecticut my whole life
1: was definitely
2: a change of pace, but it was, you know, new surroundings, um, but it was good for me. I'm, I'm glad I did it. Like, I wound up winning a ring my senior year uh, and making a deep run into the uh, NCAA, NCAA tournament, so, uh, you know, it was fun. I'm, I enjoyed it. I'm a proud Oberlin uh, baseball alum, and, uh, you know, it set me up for, you know, my career path in college baseball, or helped set me up
1: that's awesome Kyle and I, I know I know that later led you to some professional ball overseas um so we do want to hear a little bit about that and tell our family what that was all about
2: yeah I mean I was you know I was hopeful that you know I'd you know growing up always wanted to play professional baseball whether I was good enough um obviously um kind of you know showed you know I guess my past kind of showed that but uh you know I I got injured my senior year you know the only time I sled hit headfirst at home wound up tearing up my shoulder so any sort of you know hopes of playing directly after you know I graduated college uh, were kind of uh you know gone in that slide but um you know you know I rehabbed and, and my dad's um one of his a member on his coaching staff played uh played professionally overseas and you know it was something for me that you know I was interested in a as a way to keep playing uh but b you know, I never got the chance to study abroad in college. You know, it was a it was a way to keep playing and you know see the see the see the world. You know, in some capacity at the same time. So, you know, about two weeks after actually the you know the, the terrorist attack in you know Brussels, Belgium, I actually flew I flew out and flew into there, surrounded by you know people, a bunch of people with you know machine guns or whatever you want to call it, guns in the airport. So that was you know eye opening, but um obviously with, with the times that just happened in Brussels. Completely understood it um so i spent six months in belgium in Le in uh levin, Le ne- levin Le Neuve. i probably still don't say it right um <laughs> you know, a, friend, a, a french-speaking part of belgium um this is the kid that took latin in high school and quite frankly wasn't very good at it um so i, <laughs> I didn't really know the language but, but uh you know I, I figured it out i you know i remember i woke up every morning and you know went down to like the local you know bakery and i kind of just pointed out the window that you know what i wanted to eat for breakfast that day and I kind of, you know, ate the uh, the same thing for lunch and dinner every day. Uh, just like I <laughs> oh, said, pointed point at, every, point at everything, but, uh, you know, it was awesome. So I, I spent six months there, you know, met some amazing people that, you know, I still keep in touch with, you know, in some capacity. And then, you know, after six months there, flew homes for two weeks and then headed out to uh, hopped on another flight to Sydney, Australia, where I spent, you know, another six months uh, playing for the Balcombe Hills Baseball Club. And you know that that was quite the experience. Um, obviously, he was fortunate to uh, be surrounded by people that spoke English. Um, <laughs> you know, S- S- Sydney's you know you know is a you know beautiful area. You know some of the best you know beaches um, that I've ever seen, probably will ever see. Favorite being Manly Beach. But uh, you know again, I met so many cool people. and Still keep in touch with them. One of my you know one of my buddies just got just got married within the year and is expecting another kid. Um, you know another friend that. That I met over in Australia, he's got a kid. He's in the process of getting married, and then I got another buddy that uh, is running marathons now. Believe it or not, you know, back when I played with him, I would have never expected that out of him. But uh, you know, still keep in touch with those guys, and you know, it's not it's not about how well I played whether it was in Europe or Australia. But you know, when I look back at my time playing overseas, you know, it's the people that I remember, and I think that's you know, I think you know that's that's important to me. You know, I can say the same thing about you know college coaching too. It's the people, not necessarily. You know, how many wins wins or loss we have in a given season when I look back in different years, it's you know, the the faces that I you know I saw every day.
1: Yeah, no, I hear that and, and that's an awesome experience, Kyle. I didn't even know any of that, honestly. So taking that in and hearing that um, from the heart really sounds like, like you enjoyed it and you know you really took a lot from it. Something that I secretly, Kyle, um, really respect about you is you're always talking about your dad and you did just mention him there. Um, so I know your dad means a lot a lot to you and you guys had the opportunity to coach together right
2: yeah you know obviously my dad's my dad he's you know my best friend and whatnot so I actually I mean I went to Trinity College to play for my dad that's, that's the spot he was at um, before Harvard and I was fortunate enough to play for him for my friend my freshman year before um, he got hired at Harvard so I was I was alone in Connecticut you know alone in Connecticut at Trinity for a year uh, before I moved on and then few years ago now there's an opening on his staff and i kind of called him up and said you know when when do i when you know when do i get to start you know and um (laughs) you know the the cool thing about it that i look back at now is that so i have played or coached my dad for two years and you know we're two for two and winning you know winning championships um you know one 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 at trinity and then one one uh 2019 when i was at harvard so we're two for two and i mean who knows maybe one day we'll get to do it again maybe i'll get to maybe i'll get to uh, be the boss man when,
1: when, the next time <laughs> <laughs> no, tell, that, him that, what,
2: tell him what to do for a change
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure he would enjoy that just just as much as you would Kyle that's awesome and I know we still have some other things that we want to talk about um with you but I don't want this to just seem like we're just questioning you away so I do want to talk a little bit about our most recent football occurrence and that was the Super Bowl Kyle and I know That you are a football fan, you came in uh, to the base a couple of times, telling me you listened to the podcast, and we do have a big Patrick Mahomes fan here, so I wanted to hear your thoughts on the Super Bowl. And um, was that how you thought the Super Bowl was going to go?
2: You know, I thought it'd be a little bit more competitive of a game. Um, I know you guys have talked about, you know, you've gone back and forth between Mahomes and Rogers. I do think Rogers is the MVP, but I do think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game right now. You know, he was running. I, I saw something today that like he ran for. You know 497 yards, you know, scrambling around in the uh, in the you know, Super Bowl, which is kind of crazy. you know, crazy. I do, I mean, that guy, I mean, it, that won't be the last time we see him in a Super Bowl, and I'm sure he'll win another ring. I was fortunate enough to, you know, grow up in a you know, in a, in a good home with, with good parents, and uh, you know, my dad raised me a Patriot fan, so uh, um, it was nice seeing Tom Brady win his seventh ring. So, so I was, you know, I was rooting for the Bucks, I, I was actually called a fraudulent Patriots fan for rooting for the Butts, Bucks, which I really don't <laughs> understand. I think it's I think you are a fragile Patriots fan if you didn't root for the Bucks. But uh, you know, Brady Brady's a man and you know, I always get a chuckle listening and watching listen basically listen to Gronkowski and then you know watch it watching him play and then his his trip at Disney World, you know, following it was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, so Steve's actually beating around the, the bush a little bit. He's the Pat Mahomes fan. He's he's got to <laughs> play it slick and try to say there was one, it's him. I uh but I agree. I think Pat Mahomes is the best Quarterback in football, but I agree with you. I think Aaron Rodgers deserved the MVP. I mean, just seeing what he did this season. But I'm glad you brought that up about the fraudulent Pats fan because I have also, throughout this season, been called a fraudulent Pats fan for rooting for the Buffalo Bills. And like I told Steve, wait, 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 that's a different story. So, <laughs> listen, listen, so here's, here's my thing, right? Listen, Kyle, I'm a winner. All right, I never lost in my life. So, of course, you, of course, you are. You are a Pats fan. Exactly. And as a Pats fan, it hurt me to do that. But I can't root for a team that isn't going to make the playoffs. Like, I love football too much to do that. So I had a, I had to ride the Bills bandwagon this year. Took a lot of hate mail, a lot of, you know, criticism for it. But it is what it is. Josh Allen, up-and-coming quarterback. Can't wait yeah. To see what he does. I mean, I thought
2: – I watched the Pats play – Against, I was still in Boston when you know week one and and they played they played the Dolphins and I was like I was really wicked excited about everything going on for the Pats and then, you know it went downhill from there. I mean obviously I think it started with you know Cam Newton getting uh, the coronavirus and then uh, they just kind of crumbled and you know it didn't you know they were kind of the amount of players for them especially on the defensive side that opted out kind of put them you know in a hole to begin with, but I mean. You know, I'll, I'll take it over the last. I'll take one bad season over the past twenty years or whatever it's been.
1: Uh, yeah, you guys have been spoiled. You guys have been absolutely spoiled. As spoiled uh, as
0: we have, your bum Giants somehow managed to beat us twice in the Super Bowl. So don't even get excited <laughs> about that.
1: Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll I'll take it. It it still got me kicking today. Um, and, and it's tough to to root for a team that hasn't had a winning season in a little bit. But that's why I'm also a football fan. Um so Kyle I do have one more football question for you. So we can date this whenever we want. If you could pick any quarterback to start your own franchise from any time period, who would it be and why?
2: I mean, I you sent me that question and and I gave it I gave it some thought, but you know, it's Tom Brady, like, right? Like <laughs> they call him the goat for a reason, but like he also like you look at that in the Super Bowl, right? Like he only he only threw for, you know, 200 yards but you look and you're like that's it you know based off you know you know how how many you know this completion percentage and whatnot but like you know even his last few years at Patriots like they weren't the most talented bunch of guys but you know he finds ways to, to make the people around him better um you know specifically on the offensive side of the ball but then the buy-in from a you know entire roster standpoint like you know if I got one guy to pick to, to start a franchise like it's that guy
1: no that means- I don't I don't disagree with you I I definitely don't and I mean, he, he if it's not him, then who who could it be? You can argue a lot of different guys, but it's all really an argument. When you have seven rings, I mean, I feel like that really speaks for, yourself, for itself. And you did mention a, a good point there, Kyle, with, with Brady not really being big on, this, on the stat sheet, but he was really big on, on the impact, and, and that's how he affects the team and how he affects other players. And it's really special what he can do and how contagious it is um, and that leads me into what I wanted to introduce next. And Kyle, I wanted you to give a couple minutes and talk about what around the bases is, is because I feel like that's something that's really special, really impactful. Um, it's awesome what you and all your friends, your coaches, uh, Junior Lewis, Steph Lewis, your dad um, are really doing there. So uh, we're all about it, and we just want to hear more about it, honestly.
2: Yeah. So I guess I'll start from the beginning. And actually, you know, it started, you know, in the summer where it's getting towards the end of the summer and. Um, some other, some other urban programs were starting to get involved to in the base. Not starting to get involved to in the base, but you know, I wanted to help reach out to them. And I remember talking to Lori about it. Like, you know, I'd love to bring some of these other programs in and just, you know, in the in the back room, just kind of have a presentation about everything we've done every day at the base um, for the past. You know, I think it was four four or five months, or what it was, might have been more than that. So it kind of started with Lori, and you know, she. You know, I, I remember starting a PowerPoint presentation and then, you know, I got, I got offered the job at Dayton and I got put in the back burner, but like, it was still on the forefront of my mind. Um, And then, you know, when I got out to Dayton, I was introduced to, you know, I was urged to reach out to figure out baseball, to do some of the stuff that I've done on social media for them, you know, get involved in them somehow. And it kind of just, you know, kind of just, it offered the idea for me just to hold a coach's clinic, you know. It just came into my mind one day where I was just like, you know, screw it. Like I have this vision to do it. You know, reach out to Steph. He's like, dude, that, let's do it. Um, then I reached out to figure out baseball. You know, we, you know, I I hadn't met Jeff. I hadn't known Jeff very long, uh, but I called him, you know, one, you know, morning or afternoon and kind of just talking for a half hour and it's like, dude, let's do it. And then, so once I got the green light from that, you know, I had to, you know, the, the biggest pain, pain, of, Am I allowed to swear? The biggest pain in the ass for this whole thing was, you know, just the, the, um, the compliance end of things and making sure that, you know, I was covered from an NCAA legality standpoint to do it. Um, so after had, you know, and, you know my, my boss here at, at school, Coach King, you know, helped me through and he was awesome and helped me make it happen. So then the easiest part was just kind of reaching out to my buddies that I know are good coaches, you know, and they know have, have really good things to say and you know, when it comes to coaching and, you know, preaching the game. Um, and then, so, you know, I told them, Hey, you know, 20 minute presentation, just keep it short and sweet and, uh, get down to the, uh, you know, the gist of it and then ended it, you know, I think we had not, we had nine presentations about different aspects of the game. And then, you know, we ended it with a you round table about, you know, really what's most, you know, something I want to help, you know, the base has been a profound influence on my life to do it. And it 's proving diversity when it comes to college baseball. So that was a focal point. Of that roundtable table discussion. Um, you know, I think it was a good one. You know, I can try to recap it, but I think the best thing to do is just, you know, watch it for yourself. It's about, you know, it was meant to be a half hour, but it wound up being closer to an hour um, where it was just, you know, me, um, Steph and, and Mr. Lewis. Uh, my dad was on the call, you know, uh, Brian Stark, you know, my dad's you know, associate head coach on the call. And then Spencer Allen from the head coach at Northwestern, Edwin Thompson from Georgetown, Toddy Carroll from MIT, am I missing someone or is that all I'm just trying to I think that I think I think that was everybody so we just kind of we had a real kind of I don't want to say unfiltered but just a real honest conversation where you know we opened up and you know we kind of spitballed ideas and just so happened that it was being recorded sort of thing that's what I think was you know the coolest part about is like it's almost like we just had you know we could have had the same we could have had the uh the same conversation you know at a bar or whatever with a couple pops in front of us but we were just you know, being honest, honest, and, you know, how how can we try to take steps to, you know, prove this in the right way? And, you know, what comes after it? I mean, I don't know, but, you know, it's still a, it's still a uh, you know, passion of mine to, you know, try to make an impact.
1: Yeah, that, that's awesome, honestly. And anything that we can do here at Since the Sandbox, or hopefully some of our fans go and check that out, guys. Uh, you could check that out around the bases, okay? Uh, it's about college baseball, some diversity in baseball. You guys can learn a lot from some great people there. Kyle, we also do want to mention that you were an assistant baseball coach at Harvard, uh, now an assistant baseball coach at Dayton. So we can't let that go unknown. But a- aside from coaching, what has been your favorite experience about being a college coach?
2: Oh man, I kind of you know echo you know what you know what my overseas experience was. I've met some really cool people. It's not only you know my the fellow my fellow coaching colleagues, but you know it's you know you know at Harvard you know in particular you know those are kids that are you know hopefully going to change the world one day. I mean there's there's one kid Edwin Owoluwu that you know didn't play for us very much at Harvard the year I was there, but you know he just I believe he just graduated Duke Med School. He's on the front lines of you know the coronavirus the pandemic doing doing his thing. Uh, so I stay in touch with him, but like that's a kid too that you know he played baseball, did a little rapping on the side, and you know, when we played Columbia in the in Ivy League championship series, he he had a violin, he played the national anthem on a violin, and that, that went viral, and he wanted to play at Fenway, you know, he wanted to do it a couple weeks later, you know, at Fenway Park, you know, in that same year, you know, we also played at Fenway Park, and you know we lost to UMass in, in the championship round, which is where I was at before Harvard, so it cool. To, I mean, it was cool to see those guys again. I just wish he won the game. And then, you know, I mean, you know, we went to Oklahoma City in 2019 and, you know, was able to go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, to play Open Park season out of Alabama in 2020 before everything got shut down. So, you know, I've been to a lot of cool places. And, I mean, the recruiting end of things where, you know, my time as a volunteer, you know, I go out to Stanford, you know, every year and, you know, that's know Palo Alto, man, like, that place is beautiful. You know, it's sunny in 75 every, you know, 365 days a year, it seems like. Beautiful. So I mean, the travel is cool, but it's the it's the people man i mean that's I mean that's what you know I'm a pretty simple person, and I hang out with people who I like and <laughs> i tend to hang out with the same people all the time and I'm surrounded <laughs> by them all the time so
1: no that that's awesome, Kyle, honestly, and uh we're happy that we got to do this with you. This was an awesome opportunity for us and us to get to know each other a little more, and we can definitely expand upon this um going forward. So, like I said, anything that you want us to do um, that we can reach out and and share with around the bases, we gladly can, and we gotta get, get you in some census sandbox swag the next time you're in Boston. So make <laughs> sure to let us know. <laughs> yeah, man.
2: I mean, the easiest thing, you know, you guys are doing it where you just show up at the base every day, and you know, you know, the one thing I said at around the bases, uh, at around the bases, you know, whether it's diversity or whether it's that's that's not what the you know i didn't just get this inkling to try to improve diversity of college baseball it started with um you know showed up every day to, to madison park in boston work working with those kids and you know wanted to ch- try to help them get an opportunity to get recruited and to go to college and, you know play baseball and whatnot so it started it started with that and then you know but you know i guess what i was getting at is like be consistent with with things that you're passionate about i mean that's you know when the you find out a lot of people when they show up every day and if it's a passion of yours then just keep showing up and, then, you know, hopefully things will pay off. And if it doesn't, you just kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> unlucky, Yeah, I guess. But, uh, I mean, it's start it's that whole passion of mine to try to help, you know, it started with a base and it's, it's quite frankly, it just started with a phone call to Steph, and, or a text message to Steph in April just saying, Hey, let's just get some dudes together and, you know, practice a little
1: bit. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. What a simple phone call can do, but it's amazing. The difference that that you guys have made already. I think an interesting point that you said with around the bases is something that we try and model and emulate at since the sandbox too. And it's Milo and Kev. Obviously, Lewis is missing tonight. Of course, we got some snow here in Boston, so he's not with us. Um, got called into work. But Milo and Kev have been having these conversations since we were in the sandbox. You know, when we were little kids growing up, we were always debating sports and it's just something so natural, something that can be so open. The fact that you can listen to everyone's opinions and just be able to collaborate in, in that topic. In that discussion is what makes it just so engaging and, and contagious, I guess I would say. So just wanted to make sure I, I let that be known too.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's what makes you unique as, just as a dude you know, you're, you're doing something you like doing I mean, yeah, you hope that since the sandbox, sandbox uh, podcast blows up at the same time, you're just hanging out with your boys um, and just talking about things you want to talk about. <laughs> All right, <laughs> fellas. Well, you know, I know you guys got hit with snow. We got hit with some snow. I'm hoping that uh, you know it melts pretty quick. But uh, you know, stay stay safe out there. And uh, you know, if I can help it any way or do anything for it, just give me a holler.
1: Yeah, of course. Kyle, thank you. And you're always welcome on. So thank you for reaching out. It uh, was a great conversation and definitely looking forward to having it again. So you're part of the family, Kyle. All right,
2: fellas. Stay safe. You know, go socks, Not that not the football all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> go Seeds. <Yeah>. Go Seeds. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right, fellas. <laughs> Have a good night.
2: All right, peace.